Hi everyone, what's your highlight of the week? Thank you for joining us again tonight. This is MIT podcast. MIT stands for Mindset into Transformation. I'm Benjamin Huang, your host tonight. Here we have conversation with people who have done extraordinary things in their life, how their mindset shift to help them achieve it. We discuss their story of success and the mindset that drive them into achieving the impossible. I hope you enjoyed the episode today. Communication is a critical soft skill. Real estate is so, is no exceptions. Buying, selling, renting, finding lenders, tenants, talking to property manager, attorneys all require appropriate communication. This is a very topic that I think most real estate investors ignore, but yet to be one of the most important topic to my, to my opinion. Our special guest today is Maria Friston. She is not only a real estate investor, but also an artist and designer to me. First time I met Maria, she was talking the topic of communication, which I learned a whole lot within the 30-minute session. I know she knows a lot more than what I can ever imagine. So today, it's my pleasure to welcome Maria to our podcast. Thanks for coming to our show, Maria. How is your day? Thank you, Ben. Thank you so much for having me. Well, funny enough, it's the evening for me because I am currently in Finland. <laughs> and I think we're like eight or nine hours ahead of you. <laughs> But my evening is good. Yes. I'm, yeah, I've had a good, uh, good day so far. Thank you. How about you? Pretty good. Pretty good. And Maria, I, I really appreciate you, uh, you know, coming to our podcast. I know uh, you have done a lot of work, uh, not only in real estate, but also in design work and artwork. I've been following your Instagram for some time uh, since we first met, actually. And the content that you're putting out is so different compared with other people's. And uh, I don't I don't think I'll be able to ever forget, you know, the lesson that I learned from you. So. Just to get started, uh, Maria, do you mind give us a, a, a quick uh, high-level background introductions to people who don't know you yet? Yeah, I'd love to hear more about what it is that I was able to teach you, Ben, but to give a high level of me, mm, my background, let's start at my job in Silicon Valley. So I have a background in communication. I used to work at a comms agency called Duarte as an account manager. And uh, I, uh, I loved that job. I got to meet some of the, the smartest and most creative people in the world. Um, Duarte is the leading agency in storytelling when it comes to presentations and presentation design. And, um, I worked 80 hour weeks, <laughs> as you do in wow. Silicon Valley when you have uh, clients and fires to put out, but I loved it. I got to travel the world and, and it was really cool. But then I got pregnant and that changed everything. So I'm, um, at this point, I've bought my first rental property. And into that, I poured all of our savings into it. I was 35 years old at that point. We didn't, we couldn't afford buying our own home in California yet. So instead, I bought this rental in uh, Colorado in Fort Collins. And um, I distinctly remember sitting in the... <laughs> 
in the massage room of the company and I'm hooked to this machine at this point and and this machine is like sucking the youth and glory out of me and it's a breast pump right so I've had my first kid I sit there I'm prepping for a meeting and I I felt like I didn't have 15 minutes to just sit there so I'm sitting with my computer and I have the like this is very graphic for you, but <laughs> you're like too much information, <laughs> but I'm sitting with like a hands-off tube thing that allows you to have the, the boob pump do both boobs at the same time. So I'm like typing right. away on my computer. Uh, and I, I hear myself thinking, what the hell, Maria, what are you doing here? Meanwhile, my kid is at some sort of like $2,000 kid kennel. And I thought, I, I can't keep doing this. I need to find my way to freedom. So right. that's when I decided that I was going to go balls to the wall with real estate investing. And fast forward a uh, few months later, we moved back to Finland, which is where I was born. And uh, I was pregnant with the second baby. So I went from being this 80 hour a week working Silicon Valley a career woman into becoming mm-hmm. a stay-at-home mom. <laughs> so huge change. change. Yeah. And I sat there at like the side of the playground with my kid pregnant. And I'm like, I am so bored. <laughs> and I'm so lonely. This is not me. So I decided to uh, go full into real estate investing. And um, mm-hmm. I, I did at that point. However, I didn't know anybody. I didn't know how to do anything yet at that point. So I, um, and I also realized that I couldn't be better than the ones that were already there. I couldn't Mm -hmm. compete with like the huge sharks and I couldn't compete with the ones who had jobs and incomes or uh, had a network and had all the knowledge. So I'm like, okay, if I can't be better could I be different? (laughs) And I think that's when I found my secret sauce. So at this point, when I looked at everything that was out there in terms of rentals, I noticed two things. One was they were not designed. They all looked the same, right? They were these cold ice boxes, unpersonal, and a lot of them were in terrible shape. And the same thing went with the, the landlording. The landlording was kind of impersonal and uh, not very focused on client service, rather just, I don't know, landlords were seen as vultures, <laughs> I guess, <laughs> taking advantage. So I'm like, mm-hmm. what if that looked different? So that's when I started my business where my motto is to do create homes with heart and do landlording mm-hmm. with love. And what that means is doing things differently, right? So putting a lot of thought into how they look and how I want my tenants to feel in their homes. I want them to be proud of their homes. And I spend a lot of um, time and effort on creating that using colors and textures and design. And then on top of that, um, creating an openness, right? So I, I ask all of my tenants a lot of questions like, why do you need to move? And and where are you moving from? And what do you do? So it's only fair that I tell them the same about me. So my ads always begin with me telling about who am I? Um, I'm the owner. Here's my motto. Here's what I believe in. And, uh, and also uh, tell a little bit about, you know, where I'm from and all that. And 
that's enabled me to uh, get to know them better as well. So that's when it kind of started. Yes, this is probably why the other day I was looking at your Instagram uh, uh, post. You're saying that your your tenants are the best, are all from heaven, right? I mean, uh, share share the story again with with our audience on what you have experienced from your tenants and how how great they are. Yeah. A lot of times you hear these horror stories about tenants and and how they're a pain in the ass to work with and this and that. So I'm like, well, you'll never believe what happened to me. There's this one time my daughter was a newborn and I had given the keys to the tenant a couple of days mm-hmm. early and people say, don't do that, <laughs> right? But I did. And then you'll never... You'll never believe what happened when I came in to do the final cleanup, which was a lot because there was a renovation. So it was like the cleanup after the renovation, right? So I come in and I look around and I'm like, what the hell? It it was spanking clean. And I'm like, nobody else has the key except for the tenants. So I call him up and I'm like, dude, what the hell? You you clean? Did you clean the apartment? Like you know that you didn't have to do this, right? And this is what he said. He's like, "Well, Maria, I know that you have a lot on your plate. That you have the brand new baby, so it's no problem. I just thought I I could do that for you." So he came, he was like a young single guy too, and everybody's like, "Oh, be careful with the young single guy men." And I don't know. It just changed everything for me the mindset of me mm-hmm. giving him the keys a couple of days early uh, showed trust. So yeah. I don't know, he showed appreciation back. So I, I think doing good is good business. Think, uh, Maria, what, what I love about you when I first see you um, was that you are just like a magnet and you attract people who are sharing the same value and sharing the same mindset and really take care of the people you are doing business with or the people around you. That is how, you know, you always get the good tenant. You always get the best people to deal with. And, and, and maybe, maybe, I mean, to me, um, I, I see that to be the very first step of success, you know, in terms of communication, right? You, you have to let people trust you first before they even willing to communicate with you. Do you see that way? I mean, how how does these things really impact on your success in communication? Whoa, I think there's a lot to unpack in that question. I I 100% agree. I think, well, number one, thank you <laughs> for saying that, for seeing me that way. I uh, I think that is one of the ways that I've been able to also... Um, create these partnerships with brands and let me unpack that a little bit. So for me to be able to do things differently and to use design and to put in awesome material into these apartments, I needed to understand what brands value and what they need. So uh, for me, I'm like, okay, well, they're going to need marketing materials. They're going to need, um, photos, high quality photos and videos that they can use in their channels. And at this point I had maybe a couple thousand followers on Instagram and, uh, 
I'm realizing there's not much I can give them in terms of uh, followers, but I can give them the assets. And the way I approach them was values-based, right? So one, I chose companies that shared the same values with me. A lot of smaller family-owned companies like I was, that was something that we shared that I could touch base on, right? And this was something that we talked about when it comes to communication. You find common ground, you find something that you share. So that was a way that I approached them. And then value from the other side is, how can I give them value? It's not about them giving me free stuff, <laughs> which is basically what I asked for. But I approached them with, hey, do you need help with uh, creating content for your marketing channels? Here's what I can provide you. And what I did is I, I gave them my design eye, but I also gave them uh, awesome photography. And for the photography, I, I did these uh, collaborations as well. So... Uh, to go back to your question that I'm, I'm sure I didn't even answer, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, listening to the audience and understanding what it is that they need. And I think that's where it comes to the tenants as well. For me, I think about what was it I needed when we moved back to Finland, I wanted to have a home. I didn't want to live in an icebox. I wanted something that felt personal and uh, and different, and I couldn't find that. So that's why I started creating that. And and as a tenant, I I wanted something that I could be proud of and like invite friends over for dinner, and uh, and I wanted a place that I could feel relaxed and be energized and all that jazz. So I think that's where everything came from. I started to create that for my tenants. Does that answer your question at all? It does answer the question in a much more layer than I can ever imagine, I have to say. Um, since the first time I met you, I learned from you for the first 30 seconds. There are a lot that hit me, you know, in the next, I would even say 30 days. Looking at the supply and the demand on the, on the market is something that most real estate investor would care for, right? No matter you're buying a, a small small rental or you're buying a large apartment complex, this is definitely something that people will look at. But what what people are looking at are the demands from the people uh, need a basic sheltering right. instead of the, the the deeper need of having a home, having somewhere that they can feel like they belong to. And there are huge demands behind the basic need of shelter that I was able to see from you enlightening me, you know, looking at this direction. So you are not only not trying to be better, you're not also you're you're also not trying to be only different, you're actually trying to be unique. Because there are not many people are trying to fulfill the demand. Uh, um, you know, behind the uh, basic, you know, shelter need. Is that the right understanding or like, what do you think about that? Yeah, I think it is. I think it comes down to not wanting to be a commodity, right? I, I don't want to do the same that everybody else does, but it also goes deeper than that. For me, it's a, about passion and what brings me joy. And there's, 
so much joy in beauty for me and seeing beauty where others don't and seeing that potential in, uh, in apartments and, and houses and areas. And it goes beyond, I know it sounds like woo-woo and uh, soft, but there's something about really making a difference. I know that if I, if I buy an asset or an apartment or a property that's in bad shape, it's a commodity. It's, it, it's shelter. Somebody would move in, they would pay me and that would be that. Right. But if I make it into this beautiful home, somebody probably who would take better care of it, move in, it would be better for that person because they would probably have a better life if they lived in a home that they took care of and that they, uh, they got joy from. Would it be better if it's an apartment? The apartment complex, the neighbors would be better off. If the neighbors are better off, the the area is better off. Like you're actually making a difference at this point. Like the impact that I can have on people's lives and uh, and society that way is, is pretty sweet. So kind of going back to like doing good is always good business, and and I think the comment about the commodity not wanting to be a commodity co- that's a tough word commodity. <laughs> I um, uh, yeah, I'm so glad. I'm so glad. English is not your first language either, huh? No, it's not. But is we, it we're your second or third? How many it's languages my, do you speak? Third. third. Same. Wow. Yep. Respects. Uh, what was I going to say? Yeah, you asked about the uniqueness. Yeah. Um, the have you heard of the... Con- yeah, have you heard about the uh, the ikigai concept? Ikigai, no. Ikigai, yeah, it's this Japanese concept of finding what you love, what the world is willing to pay for, and what you're good at. I think those are the ones. Yeah, and it's where those circles unite. That's your ikigai, mm-hmm. and that's your mm-hmm. purpose, if you will. So when you find the thing that you love doing and that you're actually good at <laughs> and that people are willing to pay for that the world needs, that's, right. that's your sweet spot. Awesome. Awesome. Maria, if, if you allow me, um, uh, I, I, I want to have, have the next connection to uh, basically how these mindset, how these uniqueness have helped you exceed or accelerate your journeys on real estate right because a lot of people may may be thinking oh yeah you are just treating you're you're basically just treating your rental just like your home yeah um, but you know profit wise it's not as good or things like that um, um what what do you have in response to that too oh i love that question so much okay so it's not all just soft there's actual business sense behind it right so being able to uh, forge these relationships with brands. So brand collaborations where I got the products for free or at a lower price, or sometimes they even paid me, right? So I got the products for free and this is saving thousands of dollars on every project, right? And then on top of that, Mm -hmm. I was even paid for the brand collaborations. So that obviously gives me a result, the bottom line for me. But what that also enabled was I saw an opportunity that, hey, maybe I could help other investors do this as well, right? So I went from being this uh, 
DIY renovator one property at a time in Finland into now doing like seven figure deals as a partner and getting an equity position against that. And right now we're doing a project in Texas where I provide the knowledge that I have in design and on top of that, also the brand collaborations. So it's not just hiring an interior designer, but I'm a real estate investor that will come in as a partner. And then on top of that, the I can share the benefits of the relationships that I have with the brands and the the better prices or or the free products that I'm able to give. And a lot of interior designers have that, but they have they don't have incentive to share that with their clients, right? That's something right. that they keep on their bottom line. So mm-hmm. uh that was a huge, huge shift for me that recently happened. So, uh, and it's easy now to go back and see like all those steps that I took along the way, they led to this point. Um, but I didn't necessarily see it from the get go. I just knew that there's power in being different and there's power in growing your brand and growing your, your personal brand. And that starts with having the, the right values (laughs) that, other you know brands share with you and then on top of that wanting to do good and then from there it's Mm -hmm. it's kind of um taken me on this journey of of growing that instagram account and uh, creating these connections with uh, with that community and everything the partnerships that i've gotten through that because to give you an example it was really instagram that led me to a dinner with Brandon Turner. You want to hear that story? (laughs) Please. Yes. Let me bookmark it. One sec. Please. So people are like, dude, you're from Finland. How come you end up at a dinner next to Brandon Turner in Nashville? And it started with Instagram And it started with me recording all of the DIY stuff and especially DIY fails because that happens all the time. Like this one time I, uh, (laughs) I was putting in a sink into the, uh, what's that called? The, 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 the kitchen, um, um, damn it. What's that called? The, not the countertop. The countertop. Yeah. So I was, countertop. Yeah, I was putting in a sink into the countertop and I made the hole too big. So the sink goes like (laughs) straight through it. So I have to like take the countertop to the dump. And here's the kicker. I did it twice. Yep. So definitely if you you guys listening, take anything away from this, it's measure twice, cut once. So I have this video of me like throwing shit into the dumpster. I'm like, here I go again. The second countertop going into the dumpster and investor girl Brits, she and I started talking because we were both doing these DIY renovations and we became friends online. Mm-hmm. And then a few months later, I'm like, Hey dude, are you going to Nashville? And that was the first BP con. So I fly wow. in, I had two babies at that point. I was even pregnant at that time. So I fly, I pay like $2,000 to go to this conference. I knew no one. And then at this conference, Brit's like, hey, Maria, come join us for dinner. I'm like, okay. (laughs) And then I sit down and it's, 
I sit next to Brandon and everybody's there. And that's how I got to know them. And a few steps forward, that's also how I was invited to the Maui Mastermind, uh, probably was it a year later. And every every step kind of just <laughs> fell into place. Yeah. Right. So if I... Two lessons in that. One, go to events. And that's how we met too, right, Ben? We met at the yes. Bigger Pockets conference in San Diego just now. So that would I, be I'm one. So glad that I was, I'm so glad that I went and so glad that I was able to meet you there. Um, otherwise, I couldn't really learn those, you know, these things from you. Those are extremely valuable to me. Yeah. And then maybe the second learning is share your story right so had i not shared all the all the crap that happened yes, point, like all the fails yes. brit wouldn't have connected with me because she's like dude i feel you <laughs> it's just it's just <laughs> authenticity right so yeah i i think that's also one key to just be like there's value in my uniqueness and the world sure, needs sure. exactly and that. Exactly, exactly. And uh, investor girl, Britt, um, she has also been doing a lot of DIYs herself. And she's been filming a lot of DIYs that she's doing it, you know, herself. So you guys apparently love real estate and not just loving the business or the profit behind it. You're really enjoying the process, doing, you know, all the works. Like you have mentioned, you know, um, maybe at the time we, we met, you can re- you can learn the the mistake that other people make, but you can't, I mean, lots of time you can't really replicate the success, right? Because everybody have a different journey to success, but mistake is something that you can truly learn from people. So like, like you just said, right? Measure twice, cut one, (laughs) probably the valuable lesson to many people, right? Yeah. Um, I just hope that I'd I'd learn from my mistakes on that one. I I just ordered uh, kitchen cabinet doors and they were too small. <laughs> so I should I think my lesson now is I should not be measuring anything ever. And I think that's true for both me and and Britt. We both of us used to be DIY and we still like to do some projects, but both of us are moving into bigger projects, doing more partnerships and doing commercial real estate for both of us so but she's been a true inspiration for me she's uh leading the way so um yeah just an addition to that perfect maria um shall we talk about your current uh focus like you're saying that you're moving to commercial like what is your focus right now because you probably are not just keep buying one units here and there and renovate to the degree that you would love Right. What what is your current current focus and what is your long term goal? Yeah, right now we're working on a cluster of six townhomes. It's a ground up development in Bryan, Texas, that I do with Katie Neeson. She is Renovation Wranglers on Instagram, and I'm Maria. By by the way, I'm Maria. Loves real estate. <laughs> Come join me. Uh, so Please. we're doing we're doing a partnership and uh, and. If you're at all interested, we're showing all the steps, uh, both uh, on her Instagram and, and on mine. So that'll be really cool. So I think one of my lessons this year is that 
you can do cool shit with other people. It sounds so simple, but for me, I've grown up with this idea that I have to do it myself or there's something, some sort of pride in showing that you do the work and and asking for help it's always been hard for me and and then some of the bigger deals I've always been afraid of that like I'm a, a, I kept saying I'm afraid and then I went to this mastermind and they're like can you stop saying that you're afraid because you're not and then I realized well I'm not if I do it uh, with a partner for instance. So instead of me right. trying to get into commercial real estate and starting to do ground up developments, Instead, Katie and I were talking and she's like, hey, what if you got an equity position and we could utilize your design skills in this and your brand collaborations? And that's how it all started. So we're uh, in January, we'll be um, breaking ground. And I, I, it's just the coolest project ever. I'm super excited. So definitely want to do and, more and things that like that. Purpose. Yeah. Yeah. And and it's it's also at the same time we're like, I'm helping build brands, right? So using the communication skills that I have. It's combining the design, the communication, and all of that, the understanding of how to be different and how that can attract magazines and get PR and that sort of thing um, that again then is good for the brands that are in those projects so that was one thing that I wasn't prepared for in Finland when I started doing things differently a lot of magazines picked up on it they're like hey what is this you're like um your apartments look amazing and you're not charging crazy rents for them because that was one thing I wanted everybody to be able to afford them kind of. So I, I kept the rents at a lower rate and, and that got a lot of publicity too. And that obviously made it easier to then again, get more brand collaborations. Of course, of course. And so it sounds like your work is the natural PR for you, right? And if you were not focusing or were not mindful, then basically you're just adding a rental to the market. Yeah, Right. Yeah, you're a commodity. Like, there's plenty of ice boxes. You can make one more. That's cool. Nobody's going to write an article about it. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So one other topic that I think, you know, it's going to be extremely valuable to most of our, or a lot of our audience, are that everybody have busy life. Everybody are having their own struggle. What you have just mentioned, um, you know, you became a mom and that really turn everything around and you that guide you to a, a completely different journey. To be honest, I have a two-year-old and I am about to have my second in March. Oh, so wow. that is my I didn't similar know struggle. That. Wow, congratulations. <laughs> yeah, That's exactly. really cool. Do you get any exactly. sleep at all? Thank you, thank you. Yeah. No, and sorry if I look bad about that. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've, I've been having a uh, lack of sleep, but uh, yeah. try, trying to be a better dad than than a better, you know, a money maker. Yeah. So um, this this year has been very different to me. So I I, I guess back to my questions, um, you know, how did you find a balance between you know being a, a great mom and still be a successful business? 
person, like this business woman? Like, how did you find a balance? And like, how's the relationship between you and your kid、um, has anything to do with your business journey? Yeah, I don't think I have balance. <laughs> I、uh, and I, I actually think that trying to strive for the balance puts another thing to the list that I'd be failing at. So I, I try to, and I think this is true, especially for women. I don't know why, but there's something about mom guilt that is, it's just more and deeper than dad guilt. Like, do you even talk about dad guilt? I don't know, but mom guilt, man, shit, man, ugh. So that's a lot. Yeah. Here's the thing, though. I know what it takes for me. To be the best mom that I can, and I this, this this is something that I have to keep telling myself. And one of those things is I need to be challenged in my mind beyond just being a mom, right? So、uh, I need to be challenged on the business side as well. And when I do, and then come home from that, that's when I'm the best version of. The type of mother that I am, so.、Mm -hmm. But I I struggle, and I think that's also a, a good measure for me. Like my kids are old enough; they're five and six now. They're old enough to tell me they're like, "Mom, you're not you're working too much." And then I could be like, "Oh, whoa!" Like he's right, and then I need a cut back. So it's、wow. it's hard though. Beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Well, it is hard for for sure, but it's also beautiful, you know, in my eyes. Well, first of all, you have raised and you know the kid that would be bold enough to tell, you, "Hey, mom, you you're working too too much." And second, you are the mom that you can even hear the hear those comments from your kid. You need to know that a lot of parents out there, they are, they they hear what their kid are saying, but they don't listen. Yeah, meaning. Those doesn't really get into their head, and you recognize that, you understand that, and you also respond to that. Yeah, and that is something that I have been learning tremendously since I become a father. Yeah, yeah, and would you say so, also? Would you say also there's there's something truly valuable that you can teach your kids in showing them the joy that you have. Towards working, so I one one way I try to tell the kids is like, "Hey man, you know how much I love to be with you, right? Here's another thing that mom loves. Mom loves to make things beautiful, or mom loves to、uh, to find good deals. And remember that apartment that you came with too, like." Did you see? Because they've been showing tenants apartments. They've been to the、yeah. bank, and I'm like, remember how happy they were? Mom loves to make people happy, so it doesn't take away my love for you guys. Like I love being with you as well, but I also like. It's kind of the same. Like you like to play with Oscar, right? <laughs> you like to be with me as well, but you can do both things. So、um, I think I think there's. There's some valuable lessons for them to to learn in that too. For sure, for sure, this is so powerful. The way that I've been handle handling this is I I create a venture mode, 
with my kid、mm-hmm. and say, "Hey, Dad is about to go look for houses. <laughs> you want to check out houses with Daddy?" I do. And, I want to come. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So yeah,、That's、I mean,、um, I, I, yeah, I mean, we should we should share those tricks with each other because because those not only comfort the kid and also you know better the relationship between you know the parents and the kid. They、yeah. know that they, they, they. I mean, they can sense that they. No, yeah. I mean, they can sense that they.、Uh, you care about them, and at the same time, they would, they would really enjoy. Oh, hi. Speaking of which, Stella, you want to say hi? <laughs> want to say hi? I'm Benjamin. <laughs> What is your name? I want to say hi. What's your name? It's Stella. Stella, wow! Say bye. Beautiful name. <laughs> <laughs> It's bye. awesome. It's awesome. Oh, whoops! My kid is is upstairs, and I hope one day we'll be able to meet again in person, and you know, have to have to have the kid、uh, play together. That'd be cool.、Um, Maria, I I I think this this、uh, interview has not only you know been delivering a lot of value to our audience. But also、uh, strengthen my belief that、uh, you know the the friendship between us will 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 be definitely extended. I, I、so. really resonate with what you're trying to do it,、uh, what you're trying to do, and I appreciate you, you know, being so、uh, transparent. And you may think that is oversharing, but those are really the thing that that hit people because they know that hey, you are. You are going through exact same thing like we are. You、yeah. are not just someone who are distant and making huge money, and you are just saying that just just for a story, right? Yeah. So, Maria, I, I really appreciate you coming today.、Um, just the last few questions. I do want to、um, help people,、um, you know, be able to learn what you do and you know reach out to you. So、uh, I know you have Instagram, right? Yes, that's where I hang out the most. Maria loves real estate, and、awesome. something that really hit me with what you said—it's it always comes down to authenticity, right? And do you do you follow Brene Brown? Have you read any of her books? Brene Brown. Brene Brown. She's written awesome、yeah. books about vulnerability and shame, and she says that without vulnerability, there can be no connection, and、uh, it all comes down to being you, <laughs> being authentically you, and seeing the value and that you bring in your uniqueness. And I think that's what's always been important to me with Instagram. To have that vulnerability and openness, because that's the way I've been able to not create a following, but a community—people that I I want to spend time with, and、uh, that that I want to inspire and teach, and that inspire and teach me. So, yeah, that's that's definitely、uh, definitely key for me. Awesome, awesome. And、um, if you are listening, right, I hope you not only、um, are here taking note on. What the、uh, you know lesson we have learned from our business journey, but also have really get resonated on when you choose when you are choosing a journey, you can really have the joy along with the journey, yeah, not just about making money. And I do I do want to 
point out that uh, Maria um, has a pitch uh, blueprint that is free to download in her website, which we will include in our uh, podcast notes. And uh, she also have a personal brand con uh, consultation services. If you are interested, you have to reach out. Maria, anything you want to add? Yeah, maybe um, remember what you asked when we met in San Diego. You uh, asked about, and this could be true both ways, uh, about finding a mentor or or finding a team or finding whoever it is that you need, finding the person that you need. And it's one of the biggest challenges that I keep hearing all the time from my community or from my colleagues, real estate investors. They're like, how did you find Kelsey? How did you find Kata? How did you find Nini? Right. And, uh, and also, how did you find your mentor and that sort of thing? And funny enough, most of the time, what I say to them is, well, they found me. And they found me because of two things, I think. One, because of the vulnerability and the openness. And two, because I I said out loud what I needed. And I think that's why it's so cool. You're like, ooh, I'm so happy you came to the podcast. I'm like, well, you asked. And without the asking, it's it's hard, right? So it goes both ways. And to be able to do that, you need to know what unique spark you bring to this world. And there are a couple of books that I can recommend for that. There's one that I recently read that's Please. called How the World Sees You by Sally Hogshead. And then the other one is mm -hmm. uh, Strength Finder 2.0. And both of those have tests in them that will give you an assessment of not just how you see the world and the lens that you have, but how the world sees you. And because that's something that we talked about in San Diego too, right? So not everybody can be this extrovert, bubbly, like, wah, <laughs> person. Uh, and that's so good because wouldn't it, the world be so boring? <laughs> and how exactly us, like, visionaries, I'm a typical visionary needs an implementer. So that is really what changed everything for me when I found Kelsey and we started working together. So maybe that would be one, like read those books. And then Who Not How is a huge game changer for me as well. And then one more, I'm a, I'm a book nerd. The last one is Becoming, please, please, your, please. <laughs> Becoming Your Future Self Faster by Benjamin Hardy. Awesome. Yep. I have been reading the last two books and I love them. So if you have not read it, please go read it. Uh, Maria, let me thank you once again. You know, I really appreciate you come back to the podcast. And anytime you have any story that you are willing to come back to a podcast to share with the audience, you're always welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Ben. This was sweet. Thank you.